So tonight we witnessed the fallout from the NXT TakeOver War Games and also we witnessed the most anticipated return of a former NXT champion Karrion Cross. I'm Amlandas and this is the Fighter Fury Podcast and tonight we are reviewing NXT of 9th December 2020. So NXT kicks off with Finn Balor, the NXT champion cutting a promo about how he is back in NXT and now that TakeOver War Games is over and now that all eyes will be on Finn Balor and that it was also revealed that he will be defending his NXT championship at New NXT New Year's Evil on January 6, 2021 that, which is the first ever special episode of NXT of 2021 and after that he could further anywhere talk Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly and Damien Priest interrupted stating that they all want a shot at the NXT Championship but while they were talking and taking shots at each other Finn Balor was about to leave but then came the most anticipated return thing Scarlett Bordeaux comes making Karrion Cross's presence felt to the NXT Champion Finn Balor and also made it known that now that Karen Cross is back but we at the beginning we didn't we didn't know that Karen Cross will be back so soon we thought that he might be out for I think this year this year because this year is almost over a few two to three weeks are left only so no one knew that Karen Cross would return so fast but it was all revealed at the at the mid middle of the show so that we'll talk about after that when Scarlett Bordeaux was about to leave Damien Priest told that to tell Karen Cross to step up like a man not send her instead to take shots at anyone then after that we saw when Pete Dunne was returning to backstage Killian Dean and comes and a brawl erupts between each other and we know why it happened because when Pete Dunne and Oni Larkin and Danny Birch were all working for Pat McAfee they injured Killian Dane and he was all bloodied outside the performance center, outside the Capital Wrestling Center. And so he is now back and then it was made official that tonight Killian Dane and Pete Dunne will go against each other in a match. Then we saw a 205 Live Showcase match between Isaiah Swerve Scott and Jake Atlas. Terrible match, everything nice, a, a true cruiserweight match, showcase exhibition match that we expected and it was good at all and also we saw Jake Atlas taking the win the unexpected win against Isaiah Sor Scott which I think if we talk about both the superstars both the superstars needed the win to challenge Santos Escobar for the Cruiserweight Championship but I think Jake, Alex, Jake Atlas is now the underdog they're building like the underdog story so they are building Jake Atlas the new face and also I think Isaiah Swerve Scott after the match his reaction was not good I think he might turn heel after what happened tonight and also what happened at the TakeOver 31 and so on then we saw Champa Tommaso Champa cut a promo against Cameron Grimes how he wants to change the locker room culture and so he warned Cameron Grimes and issued a challenge between him and Cameron Grimes to take on one-on-one tonight. Then we saw a triple threat tag team action between 
the grizzled young veterans James Drake and Zach Gibson versus Imperium's Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel and Everrise Chase Parker and Matt Martel. So this triple threat, if we talk about tag team action, like if we see the tag team division of right now of NXT and compare it with, I think, two to three months before, if we compare it with the tag team division of NXT, that time, it looks terrible. Because if we talk about two to three months before what was happening with the tag team division of NXT, it was nowhere. It was on shallow waters. Fandango, Imperium, and then, I don't know this, Legado del Fantasma, only these three and some other tag teams were only taking on. And then also tag team of Killian Dane and Maverick, Drake Maverick and Undisputed Era, they were only taking. It was not up to the mark because competition was not there. Killer Instinct was not there. That thing was not there what NXT is known about. So when grizzled young veterans came into the scene of tag team of the division, it was like whole thing changed. As soon as they entered, everything changed. Like the intensity of the tag team division, tag team continuity, everything just changed like hell. It was awesome to see. And tonight's triple threat match was was a pure example of it, where Grizzled Young Veterans took the win against Imperium and Ever Rise, but the tag team continuity and everything, the intensity of the match, everything. It was on point and that is what we needed because since the pandemic began from this year, tag team division was nowhere. It was lost. NXT's tag team division was lost. And so to make it a good feel and give it a more intensity, NXT UK tag, former NXT UK tag team champions were bought in. Grizzle Young veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake, they were bought in. And who would know, who would know that they would bring that much intensity to the tag team division in not just two to three weeks that is insane so i think tag team division is not stacked for nxt and and i think if these three any of them gets a tag team championship opportunity or a ladder match for so for the tag team championship hell it would be nice it would be nice very nice so and tonight's triple threat tag team action was absolute example what a tag team continuity should be and what the tag team division of NXT should look like. Then we also saw how the carnage from war games was covered every man women from the NXT takeover war games shared their experience from this Sunday. Adam Cole, Dakota Kai, Ember Moon and also we also saw that Bobby Fish was injured he was injured during the match and he actually he tore his triceps so he's now injured and he had to attach it in the hospital so he's almost out for action maybe six to six to seven weeks six to seven months so he would be out for six to seven months he won't be returning so soon and also now dakota kai is also injured but what type of injury we still don't know but yeah that swaying of the hammer by rhea ripley was literally real one so that's why i think he was injured she was injured and also that eclipse that was performed by ember moon through two chairs that was really insane and also that all everyone suffered some kind of injury from light to extreme point some like some kind of injury they all faced 
and also they also talked about how war games changes their physically physically and mentally they make a person change so that was what carnage from war games about shown then we saw in a backstage interview where Mackenzie Mitchell was interviewing Tony Storm we saw NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai come and confront Tony Storm and an all-out brawl ensued that resulted to take place in the ring of the Capital Wrestling Center of NXT which also saw Ember Moon take on shot at Tony Storm because what she done, what she had done to her that she is just repaying back so that's why she helped Yoshirai to take revenge on Tony Storm and also with that Ember Moon took the revenge uh, against Tony Storm. Then we saw another showcase match between Tommaso Ciampa and Cameron Grimes. Hell, this was another good match I really, really like. The intensity, the high-paced action of this match, it was absolutely good. Even Cameron Grimes is really a good wrestler and, and he really gave a tough competition to Tommaso Ciampa. But that is not it. During the match, we saw Timothy Thatcher take a seat by the ringside just like Tommaso Ciampa had done. And also we saw a debut of another superstar who tried to, I'll say, interrupt or I don't know, it was either Timothy Thatcher's student, maybe it was Tyler Rush. Actually, his name is Taylor Rush. He appeared on NJPW Strong and he was signed by WWE to NXT so and now he made his debut as a Tyler Russ and he was trying to maybe I think interrupt Champa to lose the match but actually he got caught in the Willow's Bell but actually he got saved by it so that much only we saw about Tyler Russ and also while he was leaving the performance center or the capital wrestling center Malcolm Bivens approaches him and takes him to talk maybe I think Malcolm Bivens will manage him right now then after the after that match we saw a promo of Zia Lee and Boa seemingly training so hard injuring themselves and it was like another mystery kind of thing we still don't know what is bringing but this mystery is really hyping up very well and maybe this will result in some kind of Chinese Yakuza faction or not maybe some kind of faction it will uh, something makes tag team faction Maybe, we don't know still, but that seemed very much hyping, hyped up and we are really hyped up for this and I don't know about anyone, but I'm really hyped up for this, but what is brewing between Zia Lee and Boa, this thing has to be uncovered or unveiled very soon because this thing is really being exciting and hyped up very well. Then we saw Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, Austin Theory and Indy Hartwell cut promo about how they won a takeover each of them Candice LeRae was injured blah 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 everything they cut the promo and after that when Damien Priest was about to interrupt we saw the return of the former NXT champion Karen Cross TikTok yes it was really good to see Karen Cross back so soon and like we didn't know that he would be back so soon like he was injured like not so much grave injury like he dislocated his shoulder shoulder and he had to undergo a surgery now it was like so fast he would come his recovery rate is so fast we didn't know but it was it's good now that he's coming he came back so soon and made a 
name for himself after coming back by attacking uh, Damien Priest also who has a stature just like him and a, a he's in a good shape just like him six feet man it's uh, good to see uh, if Karen Cross was a Damien Priest this rivalry goes that would be great because last time we saw a rivalry between Kevin Cross and Keith Lee that really ended in a very good contest for the NXT championship this thing also I think it would be really good if it comes to some kind of point like having a bout or something yeah that would be really good and i think now given the fact of tonight after seeing tonight's nxt i think what nxt is now doing is to hype the ratings is to using their own strength that is finn balor cameron grimes tomaso champa then timothy thatcher karen cross who just returned tonight he will be appearing every night on NXT that we know that. Pete Dunne, the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly, then the women's division. Yes, not to, mention, not to forget that I think WWE NXT is now, right now, is trying to utilize their own powers rather than bringing too much star power. They already have made so many stars and they have returned to NXT like Balor, then Ember Moon, then Pete Dunne, the Karen Cross who just recently signed up with NXT and became NXT champion and it was very unfortunate that he went into surgery but he came back so soon so that's really good that they are utilizing Champa, uh, Gargano, they are all, they, they, NXT is using the powers actually where, whereas AEW was also doing the right thing only but after I think the winter is coming the special AEW episode that happened, I think some kind of mentality has been changed by AEW right now. They are bringing up more and more uh, legends, more and more new, rather than new people, say only uh, who has made the name for itself somewhere outside. Uh, that shouldn't be done. They should make someone name, give the name to someone like new ones young bucks they are also have to make a name but they yeah we know that they are the number one great tag team in the world they have been but still they should make them feel good like that they are not doing some such thing like that i think there's some it's lost and now that nxt is picking up the pace here so and tonight's also after seeing dynamite tonight i saw that nxt did really great tonight uh in in this fallout from war games we had so many things, anticipated returns, new rivalries to be formed, setting up for New Year's evil thing. It's just three weeks more, but still they are trying to set up very soon. And that I think tonight NXT was great than AEW Dynamite. Even Dynamite had stacked card with Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, and also Stinger coming in. And also like these things, I don't know, either they will make AEW good or bad because when WWE used to bring legends they were the only the ones who used to complain that oh WWE is bringing in legends they are not utilizing their own talent and when WWE are just dropping off legends from The Undertaker staying everyone they are just making new talents and now it's like AEW is bringing the same mentality of the WWE previous one to bring in talents like legends Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard Sting, I don't know what the hell is going on with, I don't know, if that was a strategy to bring on legends, that was dirty one. So, but still, uh, it looks like AEW was doing good f 
from doing good to become i don't know the nwa maybe it's going and also so many partnership why i don't know why they have to make so many partnership you have such a good talent roster men's division make them utilize them they are not doing that thing and also your aw's women's division is nowhere so they need to build that up that thing is nowhere only two great contenders for the AEW women's championship is right now abaddon brit baker brit baker is actually the number one abaddon is also nowhere but still i i will say brit baker is the number one who should get who should receive a title shot against Hikaru Shida. Only she is the number one contender right now only because her build for the by the promo rather than any other matches that was really good what have what AEW had done. But now right now it seems that AEW have forgotten about uh, Britt Baker, Doctor Britt Baker something. So it seems that they have forgotten Britt Baker but it's like they need to utilize her and also rebel and other like Thunder Rosa, they're not using Ivelisse, Diamante. There are so many good people, but they are not using really good. So that's why I think AEW should focus on that rather than bringing legends. So let's return to if NXT, if we say about then after that, after that, we saw Pete Dunne versus Killian Den in a very brutal exhibition match. It was really good. Uh, during the match, many distractions came from O'Neill Lorcan and Danny Burch where they tried to uh, distract Killian Den and Pete Dunne take to win. But Maverick, Drake Maverick also just showing his killer instinct. Also tried to fend off everyone, everyone from Lorcan and Burch. But yeah, he was, he was successful at once. But after that, they came back and attacked which also costed Killian Dane the win against Pete Dunne. And that was really good because both the men are no strangers to each other. They grew up in the Indies, then in the uh, ICW, then in the NXT UK. They, they, they have done really good. And also they have met last in a, at NXT TakeOver War Games in a triple threat match for the, you know, for the determining of the number one contender for the NXT Championship. That was really good. So they are no strangers to each other. It was really good and a brutal match, I'll say. Then after that, for the next week, a match was announced that Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory will team up against Leon Ruff. And seemingly it was Damien Priest, but Damien Priest being injured or maybe he will be now replacing for the feud against Karrion Cross. So Kushida takes his place. So yeah, it will be Leon Ruff and Kushida versus Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory next week. Then it was time for the main event, Ember Moon and Raquel Gonzalez. High intensity, I'll say. It was really good and like right now the NXT is building up Raquel Gonzalez as the big show of the women's division of NXT yes that is what I'm seeing what Raquel Gonzalez having that stats and they have not built uh, Rhea Ripley like that but seemingly they're building Raquel Gonzalez like that the big show uh, the big show the Andre the Giant like that thing uh, seemingly like that they are building such thing for Raquel Gonzalez but yeah, it seems so because uh, tonight's uh, match and yes, and this Sunday's takeover war games, we see we have seen that against. It seemed it seemed to me that Raquel Gonzalez is the force right now in the women's division. They are building up like that, and also tonight after securing the victory against Ember Moon, she pinned two NXT champions at NXT takeover war games. She pinned 
Io Shirai, the NXT Women's Champion, current NXT Women's Champion, to take the win for her team at TakeOver War Games. And now, she pinned tonight Ember Moon, who is also a former NXT Women's Champion, who have challenged for the for the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion, Raw Women's Champion, countless number of times when she was in the uh, main roster. So, it is like hell. Raquel Gonzalez is being built as the next big thing in WWE from the women's division right now. But it seems that Rhea Ripley will also not be forgotten. So after the match, when it happened that when Tony Storm was about to take revenge on Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley comes for the aid of Moon. But instead of facing against Storm, it was like the feud between Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez haven't been put to silence. It is going to brew a much more and it will be good because last time they squared up against each other two times in two occasions it was really good at Halloween Havoc it was hell they just went through everything where actually Raquel Gonzalez dominated Rhea Ripley and also at this Sunday at TakeOver War against what we saw carnage between these two women and all I think in future we will see more and more feuds between them and it was really good and really good high intensity main event between Ember Moon and Raquel Gonzalez. Overall, if we see tonight's NXT, it was really good in a two in a two hour slot. It was many things were there, promos, matches, returns, many things were there, and so I liked it very well. I think tonight's NXT should be given an eight point five out of ten. That would be really great, I'll say. So. If you like my podcast, make sure to follow me on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Fighter Fury Podcast is available on everywhere, on every platform. Overcast, Breaker. It's you have to just go and search for Fighter Fury Podcast and listen to the episodes. And also, I have a Fighter Fury Podcast Twitter channel and Twitter handle and an Instagram handle. Make sure to follow them, both of them, and so you will get the breaking news from the pro wrestling world and i'll see you in the next podcast peace